Welcome to episode 10 for a very special championship edition of Armchair Donkeys. I feel like the donkeys are finally coming into their own. The goal of this show was to figure out how to beat the sports book. And I feel like we're doing that this season. Bob, you hit a four-team and a five-team parlay last week. You pushed on the Okie State Cowboys minus four. And you hit the Packers on the money line and the Ravens minus three and a half on Sunday. That had to have been your best week of the season. Uh, yeah, I think it was for sure. I mean, you don't take an, you don't take one L on weekends. Not not a bad deal. Uh, and you sprinkle in a couple, you know, lucky parlays that that pay out well. Um, it makes for a, a successful weekend for sure. A very thankful Thanksgiving weekend when you're when you're hot like that. That's um, right, man. Joey J, welcome back for your third episode with us here on the Donkeys. Now, although you did hit a four-team college parlay of your own, which I got to give you credit for, we're still working on shaking loose a couple of rookie habits. Uh, we all know that love can cloud your judgment. <laughs> and rule number one is we don't bet with our hearts. I think you've taken your Philly birds every week that you've been on the show with us. <laughs> Listen, I got I got bit by the hook. Lesson learned there. The Eagles had four turnovers, three of them near the goal line. Uh, just wasn't meant to be. So lesson learned. I don't think I'm going to pick them ever again. Ever, ever. ever. Okay, ever. Eagles are Eagles yeah. are out. Uh, and and you know what? You you hit the nail on the head. I'm going to implement. A new rule, I believe it's rule number four or five. I can't remember. Uh, I've come up with a couple this season. But uh, I feel like it, this is the same as always or never doubling down against a 10 in blackjack. You either always buy the hook or you never buy the hook. I'm going to say, hey, we're always going to buy it. But before you buy it, Joe, I'm going to recommend this to you and everybody else out there. Wait until right before kick to make your play because there's a lot of things that can happen, um, you know, five, 10 minutes before kick. One of those things is you could have gotten Okie state minus four without even buying the hook. Cause that line moved uh, to minus four right before kick. I think Bob, you got it at minus four, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah. did, you did you take it pretty close to kick? Yeah. Right before the game started. And Joe, I'm guessing you probably took yours the night before. Yeah, I mean, I like that. It works out in that situation, but it could go the other way, right? I could have got him at three if, if the line moved the other way. So I like your all-or-nothing uh, play and getting bit by it pretty hard a couple times this weekend. Uh, I think I'm going to buy it or just I stay like away it. from hooks in general. Yeah. I like it. Now, real quick, before we move on, I want to point something out in that Okie State game. Uh, you know, I've kind of been our conspiracy theorist when it comes to gambling all year this year. But we've known for a long time that college football is big business. But with the NIL deals and with these monster coaching contracts, it's more apparent now than it's ever been before. Now, if you're a big, if you're the Big 12 Conference or a Big 12 Conference official and you know that OU is bailing on you in 2025 for the SEC – you must have some level of understanding as to how important a win over the Sooners is for the Cowboys and the Big 12 Conference, especially when they hadn't beat the Sooners since 2014. 
you know, now I don't want to take anything away from Oki State. You know, I had uh, I had him on the money line in a parlay, which I hit. But there was a flag that was picked up on a blatant personal foul uh, that would have given the Sooners a first down late in the fourth quarter during a crucial point in that game. And then there was also a no call on an obvious PI in the end zone at the very end of that game. You know, I'm going to leave it at this. Uh, it's important to pay attention to what is best for business when deciding where you are going to lay your money. And with that principle at the heart of my betting strategy in the NFL, I'm 12 and three in my last 15 NFL games. Uh, you know, I also vowed early on in this season when I was two and two in the Mountain West Conference that I was going to take down that King's crown in the Mountain West. Since that statement, I've gone eight and one to bring my record on the season to 10 and three. And with that, Let's dive in to this week's Mountain West title game where Utah State is a six-point dog against San Diego State. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but San Diego State has been playing their home games in Carson, California this year, uh, which is about an hour and 15 minutes up the road from their campus where the Chargers used to play. And that site uh, will be the site for this weekend's Mountain West title uh, game. I think this is a really tough game. Uh, you got a San Diego State team that is built on their running game and a stout defense, and you've got a Utah State team that has playmakers on the outside and can throw it all over the yard. Uh, you know, Wyoming, who's nowhere as good as San Diego State but plays a similar brand of football, just absolutely pasted Utah State 44-17. The Aggies did lose the turnover battle in that game 3-1. to I really think that either team can win this game. Um, San Diego State doesn't really blow teams out, but I'm not loving this game. I, I don't um, I don't know that I'll actually take it because I think it can go other way. But if I had to choose, um, I'm leaning towards taking the six points in this one just because I do believe that either team has a, has a shot to win this game. you guys have any thoughts on this game here? Uh I don't really have a lot of thoughts. The only thing I'll add is years ago when I was at Fort Scott Community College, my quarterback and quarterback coach and offensive coordinator is now the offensive coordinator at San Diego State. So go ask. And did did you guys, that? did you guys, uh, was he run heavy when you were there? No, he was like 21 years old, just out of college. We threw it like 60 times a game. Wow. So I, I think I just looked at the stat. They've thrown it 296 times this year. They've run it 411 times this year. Quarterbacks, I think, complete in just around 56, 57% of his passes. Uh, so, I mean, Utah State's one of those teams that if you have that running style offense and someone jumps out on you, it can be tough to catch up. So, and, and Utah State has that ability to run away from those guys. Yeah, I mean, I think he wants to sling it. I just don't think he has the guy to do it. Gotcha. Joe, you've kind yeah, of dabbled in the Mountain want, West. I mean, I don't want to put you on front street or anything, but I think like three weeks ago you said, market Utah State's going to beat San Diego State in the championship game. Or maybe not I, beat them, but you're going to said Utah State. I said Utah State was going to win the championship game. So now that you're calling me out, I'm fucking taking Utah State plus six. I'm with you. Let's go. And I'm taking them on the money line, which I don't know what it is, but it's probably pretty healthy. And uh, we're going to get right on that game this week. 
All right, guys, let's go to the SEC championship game where the Georgia Bulldogs are a four-point favorite over Alabama in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta. The over-under in this game is 49-and-a-half. You guys are both making plays in this game. Bob, let's start with you. Yeah, so here, here's my deal on this game. Uh, it's it's You guys know this just as well as I do. It's hard to beat the same team twice in the same season. And especially when you got a Nick Saban coach team with the guys they have, the athletes they have, not taking anything away from Georgia. They're the, I mean, they've proven they're the best team in college football this year. Um, but And I'm not even saying Alabama's going to win the game. I could care less. But um, I got this on – wins betting app at six and a half last night so i took bama plus six and a half i think it'll be a close game i don't think there'll be wow. a lot of points i don't think there'll be a lot of points scored but i just think that you know it's i go back to what i said at the start it's hard to beat the same team twice in the same season i don't so, think these guys have played played yet this year uh bama's losses to a&m and georgia's undefeated so i don't i don't think that they oh they didn't play in the regular season i don't believe so no Oh, all right. Well, scratch what I said. <laughs> well, I like where still, your head's at. Nick, still, Nick, take, <laughs> still taking him plus six and a half. Yeah, Nick Nick Saban is, uh, I mean, he's the GOAT, right? So it's it's tough to not. I think you'll have those guys. I think you'll have those guys ready, and I think it'll be close. I mean, I could care less who wins, but I think it'll be a close game. And, Joe, you, you're liking something else in this one, yeah? Yeah, I like the under – uh, a lot. I was expecting it to be like 46 or something. Uh, Going to be a close game, a possession game. Uh, I don't know if there'll be a, a ton of punting, but there's going to be punting. When, when it's fourth and one and they could get, they could go for it, they're going to punt because their defense is playing so well. That Georgia defense is flies around. They're fun to watch. I'm excited to watch it. I like the plus six. I'm not going to take it just because uh, I like the under and you know, I'm not going to parlay that game, but uh, I like the under 49 and a half. I'm thinking like, you know, 21, 17, something close like that. This, thing's already, does, this, ahead, thing's, already, this thing's already moved to four. That's the line right now. Uh, that's what I just had it at when I looked. Hold on one second. Let me, uh, let me pull that up well, real quick on my action betting app. Let's see here. Yeah, I've got uh, – Oh no! It started. It it opened at four. I'm sorry. It's it's at six and a half now. Bama's okay. Bama is plus six and a half. It opened at uh, plus four. Okay. Yeah. So actually, it, I I got it at six and a half. So nice. Yeah. I I think that that's tough not to take. Um, Nick Saban has been there, season in, season out. He knows what he's doing. He's got the guys. Uh, the only thing I will say is that Georgia has some absolute monsters on that D line. And uh, they could wreak havoc on the offense. And, and really, you know, a game like this, you think that it's probably going to come down to whoever does a better job of protecting the football um, and whoever's defense gives them a better chance, uh, you know, better better field position to, to score the ball. Uh, all right, boys, I'm going to take us to Las Vegas for the Pac-12 title game. I feel like we have to cover it. Bob, if you want to um, implement your strategy of – beating the same team twice in a season. Uh, you can do it in this one. Uh, we all got absolutely waxed on the Ducks two weeks ago against Utah. They were getting four points in that game at Rice-Eccles. They're getting two and a half points in this one in Las Vegas. You know, I'm going to say this. In 2001, 
We got absolutely demolished by the University of Texas in Austin during the regular season. I think they beat us 41-7 to in that game. We then yep. came back in the Big 12 championship game and beat the Longhorns 39-7. to I think something similar is possible for the Ducks in this one. The game is going to be inside in a controlled environment. Utah won't have that massive home field advantage. I'm leaning towards the Ducks plus a two and a half here. What are you thinking here, Bob? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good bet. Um, I think having this game in the in the dome in Vegas, uh, neutral site, not you know in Salt Lake City, is going to change the outcome big time. Um, and I think Oregon's probably pretty pissed off about the way they played the last time these two guys met. So I'm not going to touch it, but I, if I was, I, I like where your head's at on this one. Joey. Yeah, I took it, man. I got it at three uh, Oregon plus three, a couple days ago uh, along the same lines, man, uh, the Texas game in 2001, it's hard to beat a team twice. Uh, I was also looking at the Oregon Ohio state kind of stats and remembering that game. And, uh, they went in there and they out physical them, you know, they, they thought Ohio state was a finesse team. They went in there, they ran the ball, their defense played good. I think they'll be able to game plan the dome. I like, uh, and I think they go in and get some revenge. Uh, I'm, I'm with you on that as well. I, I, Utah was very impressive in that win. Uh, but you just got to feel that those Ducks are going to have a major chip on their shoulder. And, and I took them last week against Oregon State because I knew, uh, you know, Washington State won on Friday night, I think. And if Oregon would have lost that game, Washington State would have got the nod to go to the Pac-12 title game. So I hammered Oregon because I, I knew that they had a chip on their shoulder. They wanted to get back to the Pac-12 title game to avenge that loss against Utah. I mean, that's a team that knocked you out of the out of the Final Four, too. So there's going to be a lot of emotion, and they're going to be ready to play that one. You know, and, and Utah, Utah didn't look that great against our buffs either, I didn't think. I mean, they, no. they didn't They didn't look – they looked like a different team against yep. CU. It's, yep. it's, it's amazing at that level, at the college level, how – I mean, you think about it's 11 on 11, so not including the special teams, guys. And you've got guys running out for different in and out for different formations. So let's call it about 26, 27, uh, 28 guys. That's 28 different, you know, 28, uh, the emotion of 28, you know, really young men, you know, they're just out of, of, of their adolescent years. And it's, it's finding a way to get up for, for all the games rather than, just the important ones. Obviously, this one's an important one this weekend, but coming off of a big win against Oregon, I could see why Utah might have had a little bit of lull not being as excited to take on our buffs who've, who've really struggled this year. All right, you know, being that it's championship week, let's do one more championship game. Iowa backdoors their way into the Big Ten championship game with the Wisconsin loss uh, to Minnesota, and they're – getting 10 and a half points against the Wolf, uh, Wolverines at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indy. Let's start with you, Joe. Uh, I know that you, it wasn't on your list, but being that it's championship week, I think we should cover this one. What are you seeing in this game? Yep. I like, uh, you know, they backdoored their way into the game. I think they're going to backdoor cover. You know, you talk about an emotional letdown. That scene that uh, 
Michigan was unbelievable. Uh, there's a lot of emotion. The campus has got to be buzzing all week. It's gonna hard to gonna be hard to get that team dialed in and focused on a really mediocre Iowa team. I mean, they came out looking really strong in the beginning of the year. I think they got out to like top five in the country. They were running the ball, playing defense, but I've watched them the last few weeks and they're not very impressive. So I think they're going to get that team fired up. I don't think they're going to win. It might not even be close, but 10 and a half is a lot of points in a championship game. Um, so I love it. Bob? Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you, man. I, I, I was impressed with how Michigan played against Ohio state, but I 10 and a half, like you said, that's a lot of points. And I think, I think the letdown after that big win, um, even though it is a championship game, they're still coming off, you know, they're, that's their rival. That's the game that matters to them uh, year in and year out. So um, I like Iowa and, and 10 and a half as well. Yeah. We used to have Nebraska as our red letter game and, and that's really uh, gotta be, they've, they've, that's their red letter game that they're thinking about oh, yeah. 365 days a year. That said, you know, I'm, I'm with you guys. I think 10 and a half is too much. Um, but they like is is I I was no is has has a really solid defense. I know that I've seen him play a couple times. Defense and running game are kind of the backbone of that team, and they're they've got a great punter, I believe, uh, which uh, which has the ability to to pin them uh, deep inside the inside the their own territory. I just I, I, Michigan ran the ball. They they destroyed Ohio State running the football. It's not like they did a whole lot in the air in that game. I think they came out in the second half and they turned around and handed the ball off every play and went right down the field and scored a touchdown, which was pretty impressive to me. Um, and, you know, maybe that I didn't see the, the Oregon uh, Ohio state game, but I know that Oregon has the ability to do that to people as well. Maybe that's how Oregon um, ran away with that game, but Iowa. I was pretty solid in the run and being that this is going to be two running teams going at it, I agree. 10 and a half seems like a lot of points. Uh, that said, I don't think it's going to be tough for Michigan to get up for this one. Not only is it the championship, but you win and you're in. So uh, if you can't get up to win a game to go to the final four, then there's something wrong with your football team. Although I do, I do understand that coming off a big win like that, there could be a lull. There wasn't one for us when we beat Nebraska, who was number one in the country, and then we went into Texas. So Michigan may ride, but again, being that you got two running teams, two stout defenses, ten and a half is going to be a lot to cover. All right, Bob, let's go to the NFL. Uh, take us to Pittsburgh, where the Ravens are uh, now a four and a half point favorite. This line has moved two points. It opened at two and a half. The over-under in this game is 44. Yeah, I snagged this at three and a half. I like the Ravens. I think Pittsburgh is just in. They're in disarray, man. Their team is struggling. Ben's struggling. They can't. I mean, they're just lost. Now, they'll, they'll, they'll play tough at home, I think. But I also think the Ravens and Lamar Jackson, after that was a big win for them, even though he threw four picks, right, for him to respond the way he did throughout that game and, and keep them in it and lead them to a victory. I think he'll respond and he'll play a heck of a lot better and not turn the ball over. And I just don't think the Steelers can score enough points against this Ravens team to keep it within four. So uh, I like the Ravens minus three and a half. 
I think Lamar is going to have a hell of a game against them. Joe? Yeah, I like that as well. I mean, uh, I saw a highlight of Joe Burrow going on a 15-yard scamper into the end zone. I don't know what's happened to that Steelers defense, but Mixon had 165 and two tutters. Uh, the Ravens like to run the ball, and Lamar Jackson's going to get loose out there. Uh, the Steelers are a mess. I like that as well. Can we talk real quick about how gross that Ravens Browns game was? And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a statement right now. Uh, Baker Mayfield, the way that he plays, he's not gonna last in this league. Uh, he takes way too many shots. Hats off to him. He's a fucking tough kid, but he's trash. Like, <laughs> He's trash, he, dude. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm not I'm not a fan of him either. I don't think he's not he's not going to be a guy, in my opinion, that will lead a team to the Super Bowl ever. I don't care who he's with, what talents around him. I just I mean, he, we, we I, might be looking at his last season. No, no joke. I don't. I mean, they they invested a lot of money into him, but man, like you've got. Yeah. You've got a two-headed you've monster got- in the backfield, and you've got a phenomenal defense that took the ball away from the Ravens four times and held them to 13 points and put you in position to – can we talk about the play where they put Jarvis Landry in at quarterback? What What do you think? Like, you've got – I just, that. come on. you got to have something better in your playbook than that. And obviously, I'm upset because I bet the Ravens plus three or the the, the Browns so plus three. They put Landry in at quarterback the week before, and he ran in for like a 20 yard touchdown. So oh, they, so they they ran it they ran it back, and he yeah he got smashed and fumbled it. Yeah, it was yeah, bad. He's a mess. And I, it, I, it was. I've been I've been killing Baker for three years, man. You've got like you said that line, the best running game. In the league, you've got that defense. You need to make three to five plays a game. You know, manage the game. Don't be an idiot. Make a couple of plays which he can make. And he just – he can't win. He's not a winning quarterback in the league. It drives me crazy because he's got such a good opportunity and set up there. Like, put him anywhere else and he's he's out. He's like you – know, he drives me crazy. I, I agree with you, Joey. I mean, he I get it. He's a tough son of a bitch and he wants to play through injuries and all this crap, but he's not – he uh, man, I'll stand behind what I said. He will. He's never going to lead a team to the Super Bowl or a championship at all in the in the in the National Football League. I, I feel bad because I really I really like the kid. I've uh, he's come through my events. He's you know always been super nice to staff and and very friendly to everybody that's there. And he and he holds himself together well. But uh, yeah, I, I just I, I'm just, not, just I'm, because like, you're I'm, just just because you're nice doesn't mean you're. You're any damn good. Well, also, I know I know a lot of nice people that aren't playing in the NFL. That's true, and wow. and, and you got you got to wonder um, when you start. Like he went the route of being in like ten or twelve commercials. He's in freaking every commercial, and you think about how much. Obviously, you know you're getting paid, which is great, but it's taken a lot of focus away from what you should really be focused on, and you know it's showing on the field. So. 
All right, Joe, uh, the 49ers are three-and-a-half-point favorites in Seattle. The over-under in this game is 46. I love the Niners. Uh, they're going to be – I got it at two. I got them Tuesday, I think. So kind of back to what we were talking about earlier. Uh, the Seahawks are a mess. Um, watching them this last week against the Redskins, they – they had the ball for like 42 minutes. I mean, they just ran it down their throats, controlled the clock. Uh, I like Shanahan in that uh, Niners offense. They're going to be without Debo Samuel, which is – he's such a baller, man. I love watching that guy. I love how they started to just turn around and hand him the ball and let him make plays. But they've got Elijah Mitchell back there. they got a big line. Their defense – I mean, the Seahawks – so it's the Niners are playing really well, and the Seahawks have been have looked terrible. Like that system, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, that marriage is done. They are there's no creativity. They can't run the ball. He tries to turn around and just throw that deep ball a couple times a game and lock up. That's not going to be enough. So I like the Niners here for sure. Yeah, I like. I think the Seahawks are in a situation where Russell Wilson doesn't want to be there, and they don't want Russell Wilson to be there, and because of that. They, there's just there's no continuity. They're playing like shit. They don't look good at all. So I I, I like your I like your play here, Joy. Uh, yeah, good, he good. looked completely out of, out of tune and and uninterested. Yeah, crazy. My uh my high school teammate uh, who was the starting right tackle uh, when I was at Phillips Academy is the offensive coordinator Shane Waldron uh, for the Seahawks and. This is your first year as an OC, and you got you start the season with Russell, and then he gets hurt, and then you have Geno Smith, and I thought he actually did a pretty decent job with with Geno, but that's got to be uh, it's got to be tough as a first year OC doing the quarterback carousel with with somebody who's really supposed to be pretty good, and then you know who knows how that injury is affecting him. I, I know that if you were to drop me into the middle of a season after after missing four or five games when everybody is hitting their stride, it's, it's tough to catch up with, especially he's a little bit older now. So um, that said, uh, you guys know my strategy for picking these NFL games, both, both the games that you guys are on over 90% of the money currently um, is going the other way, both in that Ravens Steelers game and in the uh, Seattle Niners game. So you guys picked out which would seem like the games that are the locks. And we'll see how that money shapes out as we get a little bit closer to kick. Uh, but no Debo, that's a, that's a big loss for the 49ers because he's who that offense was run through when Kittle was down. And you bring Kittle back, and now that you've got – multiple weapons that are that are firing so you take Debo out it'll be interesting to see how they go okay Bob let's go to uh, back to Allegiant Stadium um the Washington football team is getting two and a half against the Raiders the over under in this game is 49 and a half yeah I like the way both these teams are playing um but I like the way the Raiders are playing better and the way their offense scores and it's not, no knock on Washington. I think they're they're playing strong right now. But I just don't think they can score enough points offensively to to keep this one within three points. So that's where my head's at on this. The Raiders at home in the dome, 
Carr's playing great. Um, you know, Waller's a heck of a player. Josh Jacobs is playing strong. I mean, they they got some weapons that, especially when they get in that stadium in Vegas, I mean, I think they will score points. And and my thought process here is it's really nothing, like I said, against Washington. It's just simply I don't think they can score enough points with the Raiders to keep this within three points. Joey, any thoughts? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not going to touch it, but I, I'm pretty sure uh, McKissick's not going to play uh, nope. for the Redskins. He's motivational, like inspirational leader uh, in the backfield on the offense. Uh, I heard them talking about him last week. He, especially if they get down, he's caught in, he's caught more balls out of the backfield than any other back in the last three years. That's including Kamara, including McCaffrey. Um, that's really going to hurt. Gibson's he's great, but he's downhill. He's first and second down. Mm-hmm. Heineke's going to be running around. He can make some plays, but I like Crosby on the end there. I like the Ra- uh, the Raiders defense to bottle them up. So uh, I like that play. And, and Chase Young's been out for what, about three, four weeks now. And that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's the top tier player in the league that they don't have anymore. And let's be honest, who the Redskins played the last couple of weeks. They haven't, it hasn't been uh, – they beat Carolina. Right. Who did they beat the week before that they, uh, they played Carolina? Do you guys remember? I think we've taken them. We took them – we've taken them two weeks in a row, and I think they covered both weeks. But, they did, um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah I, the I think that – in the under. Washington in the under. Is that – that's your play for this game, yeah. Joe? Oh, that, that was no, the play that last, was last week. Yeah. That was last week yeah. that, that yeah. got, got me righted. All right, Joe, close us out. The New York Giants are getting four points at the Dolphins in Miami. The over-under in this game is 40 and a half. Uh, Yeah, man, I am uh, all over the Dolphins. So I was forced, not forced, but I watched every play of that Eagles-Giants game. The Giants are still a dumpster fire. So are the Eagles, but (laughs) Daniel Jones has a neck issue. you know, they had one touchdown. The guy caught it off the back of his leg. Eagles turned it over four times. They still couldn't do anything with it. The Giants' offense is horrendous. They're hard to watch. Um, the Dolphins have been playing well, man. You got Devontae Parker coming off of IR. Jalen Waddell is separating himself uh, the last couple of games. I mean, he is an absolute uh, lightning bug out there. Uh, their defense, I like. Uh, they got a linebacker, Van Ginkle. He's he's a fun guy to watch. They got the tight end, Gasecki. Tua has been very efficient. He's I think he was eighty percent, close to eighty percent in the last three games completion percentage. Wow. So uh, the Giants, yeah, they're not a very good team. The, the The Dolphins are trending up. I think they've won five in a row, at least four in a row. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, let's go. Let's this is go Dolphins. This is in Miami, right? Yep, in Miami. Yeah, yeah. I like I like where your head's at, Joe. You're right. I mean, the Giants are just a disaster, and the the Dolphins have been playing really good. And I mean, them at home, four and a half. I I may have to follow you on this one. I like that a lot. Come on. I will tell you this, guys. Uh, Eighty. This is as of right now. 80% of the spread money is on the Dolphins and 91% of the money line money is on the Dolphins. And as you know, 
Get on the I'm Giants, not, then, Bo. I'm not taking any any <laughs> any NFL games. I'm not even calling NFL games anymore. If you want my NFL plays, I am fading the public when 80% of the money is one way on the money line and the spread, and I don't make my plays until right before kick, and I'm 12-3 and three since I've started that strategy. Uh, with that, that's all the time that we have for you today. Please give who's, us a follow. Go ahead. Who's, who's buying who lunch off of that shitty game y'all bet on amongst Joey, each other? Joey yeah. owes me lunch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to get my guy in and out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, just real quick, I'm on the uh, I'm on the fading the public and watching the money, but I like it combined with your prime time deal. I like with those the prime, prime time, time dogs. dogs. The yeah, other thing to know. look at is – I will say this: There's some teams that 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 the zebras just can't fucking help. Like fucking Trevor Simeon is awful. Uh, he's Trevor Simeon with no Alvin Kamara, with no uh, Mark Ingram. That is a very terrible offense. The um, let's see who else. Uh, oh, the Cleveland Browns. Their offense could not be helped. Four interceptions. Could not help that freaking offense score a point to cover three points. And and Justin Tucker, man, like that guy is – he's automatic. Yeah. I, I, automatic. I would have loved if, – if I'd have played with Justin Tucker in college, we probably would have won three more games my senior year. <laughs> and, your, and your sophomore Facts. year. My, my junior year, we would have won uh, yep. a lot more games. Yep. All right. Please give us a follow at Armchair Donkeys to get our weekly plays in real time on our Instagram story and hit that YouTube subscribe button to stay up to date with next week's episode. Thank you guys for tuning in and uh, boys enjoy championship weekend. I'm sure that I'll be talking to you guys on text this week. Later fellas. Nice. All right, boys. Have a good one. Yep. Bye.